Hi, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the junction of faith and recovery. And this is probably episode 39. This is The Deal. Previous episode was No Deal. This is What's the Deal? And this is Lazarus Recovery Podcast, Junction of Faith and Recovery. We're talking about what is the deal. Now, that's a bit of a problem because they want uh, the special deal. The deal is the deal. Previous podcast, I talked about what are the things that make it a no deal. We're talking about the Lord. We're talking about quote, salvation, we're talking about what's no deal, and basically just about everything. The deal everybody wants is everything for nothing. Well, that's a bit of a problem. That's that's just not going to fly. My job is not to tell you what you want to hear. It's my job is to tell you what, as best I understand, what this salvation thing is all about, because there's one thing that's the crux of all this. The deal. What is that? What does the Bible say about this deal? And it's not the same deal as AA says. You get everything with the, the details that you want. It's not that way. And, that, and I can't try to carry the deal without give it the deal so this is the deal no deal but this is the deal that I understand you know and this is basically what I understand you know Bible says and I have to warn you it's probably not what you want to hear you know because I get it you want to have the AA deal you get everything you want without anything you don't want not the way I understand the biblical deal it's not, it's not greeted with a great deal of enthusiasm, but it's my best understanding of the way it works. First of all, you're not making a deal with a, with a guy that has no preconceived ideas. The, the basic thing you gotta understand is, is that, at least from a biblical perspective, God has the attitude that he owns everything. And Basically, he does. God owns everything, and he owns all time, before us, during us, and after us. Where we fit in that is completely up to him, not up to us. We can say, hey, I don't like that, but it doesn't do much good. And that's basically what we do. I don't agree with it. I'm going to hold my breath and turn blue. That's never done well, and it never will do well. So one thing you got to do is... You got to go to Bible and see what it says, and that's probably what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to do my best explanation of how this salvation thing works. First of all, my understanding of it is it works because God authorizes it. It's not that we authorize it and tell Him this is what we'll accept. It's what he made known to the old church and is passed on to us. Also, 
what he passed on through his spirit to the people in the churches. So you got to sort of get that point. He's the author of the thing. It's it's not a it's not a, a vote. It's not a well. I'll do whatever. Eighty five percent of the people in AA and church in the world say I should do. That's a point you just got to get used to. No, he doesn't consult us. He tells us. You say, well, I don't want to buy that. And I said, that's, that's fine. That's perfectly our right not to, not to accept it. But he's the offer of the conditions. You know, we don't name the conditions. He does. You say, well, that's not fair. Yeah, it is fair. It's his nickel. We don't live or breathe or have anything without his thing. You say, I don't believe that. That's fine. But as our last moments in this particular place come to an end, it's going to be perfectly obvious that he owns it. Because if we owned it, we'd just say, I'm here forever. If I had to be ability to tell him to do that, he'd do that. But no, we, there's no evidence that anybody is been able to do that except Jesus he came back to life but he was completely on board with what God was doing so that doesn't work basically the situation we're in is that we have to figure out exactly what he's doing exactly what he's doing and we got to we got to get in line and that's very hard for us human but let me go over the I hate to say the deal, but my understanding of it. God understood that we were pretty boneheaded. Well, he basically understands that apart from his help, our, our shelf life is very brief. We're born, we live, we die. There's no merit. Give us access to eternity with the merit that human beings have. It's just not going to fly. He's had to set up the controls. And this is my understanding of what the controls are. You can, you can get judged for the basic merits of your life, as is, and then take the results in eternity. It's a free life here is a free gift but we have the freedom to choose. And most times we choose rather badly. Um, but he said, you know, you can, you can come, come to him after life is over and say, this is what, how I lived, what are you gonna do about it? Okay, well that's, that's good except for the fact that he, he writes the rules and he has to protect his his eternal kingdom and mostly we don't do that good so it's not not really a good process to go in so we need something else i mean he knew we needed something else he knew it all along we needed something else so he said well what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna create another merit you know I'm going to create another way 
for you to come and another yardstick to be measured by. And he said, okay, that sounds great. What is it? He says, you know, you know, I'm going to take the merit of my son as the qualification for you to, you to live beyond this life. You know, if, if you can believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your lips Jesus is Lord, you know, you will be saved. You will be merited by his, his goodness, not your goodness. Good deal, good deal. But the funny thing is, is that you say, oh, that's great. I do whatever I want, and I just say, you're Lord, boom, 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 bang, bang, I'm golden. It's not that simple. It is that simple, except for the fact that, you know, um, when you have to come to him, you have to believe that he is, he was, and he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You say, but he's dead for 2,000 years. That's right. He died 2,000 plus years ago. But is, is, was that the end? Am I confessing on a dead man? No. You know, biblical records show that he, he was crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected. So you have to confess that he's alive. Say well, I mean, I, that's a, I can confess anything I want to confess to get into heaven. He said, confess with your lips, Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from dead. You have to confess him as Lord too. Wait a minute now. I'll say maybe I confess that he's, he's he's alive. Maybe I confess he raised from the dead. But that Lord thing is a little bit that that that's where I can't do it. I can't do it because I want to do what I want to do and I want to do it here and I want to do it afterwards forever so basically I don't want to do it his way I want to do it my way but I need his amazing grace to get to where I'm not in danger from you know from uh, eternal problems you know, so I, I have to work a deal. and But the problem with it is, there is no deal. The deal is, you come to Jesus, believe on him as being alive and able to give you what you're asking for. And what are you going to do with that? You're going to have to come to grips with the fact that, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not driving the bus here. That's the problem. You know, you're not specifying how how things go. Here you have freedom to do whatever you want. You know. Uh, in the future, it's going to be much more visible. You know, much more visible. You know. Here... You know, Jesus is hidden pretty much, unless you seek him out. Here you can do pretty much what you want and bear the consequences of what you do. A, a very key part that I've, I've learned is, is that when you 
come to the Lord, you're saying, yes, I believe in you. But you're also saying, yes, I understand that I am sovereign Lord, that I, I bear responsibility for, you know, you know, walking as, as the Lord would walk, which is impossible, but at least I'm admitting that that's my job. So, you know, the whole piece that I found most difficult in coming to the Lord was I didn't have a problem with the free stuff. You know, I didn't have a problem telling them whatever I needed to tell them. You know, I didn't have a problem with uh, saying I believed that he was Lord and King. I didn't have a problem with that, you know. But what, what the problem was is that he actually wanted to understand what that meant. You know, he wanted me to understand that, that I was calling him my Lord and my Savior. Well, that's okay if it's just a freebie, but, you know, I got the sense that he, he expected me to act like he was King and Lord. He had the right to call balls and strikes in my life, and that was a bit of a problem for me. That was a that was a sticking point for me. I mean, I could just blow it off, say, yeah, 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 but I, I, you're king and lord, and then I go about doing what I'm doing. But the problem was, he was going to be the lord of my life. He did was going to become the guy that could call the balls and strikes. And that wasn't a small thing, because I knew that, you know, that meant that I was going to try the best I can to obey him. And that was a thing. You know, I'll take the free gift, but I had a little bit of trouble taking a leap of faith and saying, I'm going to obey him as best I can for the rest of eternity. You know, what human does that? So it's, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a bit of a challenge. you got to sort of understand that that's what he's, he's calling for his lordship in my life. And that's hard. I had to trust him with that, but that was hard. So I think when we're talking about it, you know, the, the deal is that he would die and pay the price for my rather shallow, shallow life that I lived with him. And he would pay the price so that I could, I could live with him forever. And I had to adapt to the thing that, well, I'll live with him forever, but I, I'm signing on to his world, not my world. And that's not that's not a difficult thing to do. So I have to understand that I am signing up for his lordship, and that sometimes is hard. I just have to trust that he'll give me the ability to adapt as I come into heaven. I have to under, I have to believe that. His spirit will be there to help me to cope with the radical change between here and there. And I got to live it here, too. So that I struggled with that a lot for a number of days before I finally said, okay. And he proved himself absolutely faithful to me. But there are times when it's a little bit difficult, you know. But I have never been upset with my decision. 
He's always been good to me. He's always taken care of me. And I have to adapt to the fact that he is who he says he is. You know, that's the challenge of being a Christian, is not adapting to the fact that he likes everything I do, but adapting to the fact that he's not going to leave me the same. You know, you know, my destination isn't the heaven of my choice. My destination is the heaven of his choice. And I have to adapt to that, that that might be a little bit of a transition problem for me, as it is for everybody. So good news is that there is a way to go to heaven. There is a place to go. The bad news is it's not my place necessarily that I have to adapt to him rather than me adapt me maybe forcing him to adapt to me and that's that's the hard part about salvation realizing that it's his way not my way it's his his thing not my thing and the good news is he allows us to come in the bad news it's his world not our world this is chuck at Last Discovery Podcast at the Junction of Faith and Recovery. And that is the deal. The deal is absolutely free, but it is absolutely the way he wants it to be. It's his world, it's his heaven, and we have to adapt to what he wants rather than we adapt him to what we want because that is just not going to work. Not going to work. So... You know, it's his way or the highway. But we don't know exactly what that is, but we can guess. And a lot of people just say, I'm not going to do it, which is a really silly way to do it. So this is Chuck at Last Recovery Podcast, Junction of Faith and Recovery. Uh, Don't drink and go to a meeting.